Hey there, everybody. Hi, Philippe's Keep On Podcast, episode number 98. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Uh, happy getting ready to closer to 100. Teasing yeah. at 100. I know. Can you believe it? 98 episodes. Got to see if we get that in before I leave, right? We're... I know. It's going to be kind of close, but... Really close. May have to do a podcast the day the movers come. We'll see. Oof. Yeah, that could be a rough one. <laughs> a rough one. Or I could drive down by you. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it. Stop along the way, yeah. Stop along the way. Why not? You know? Yeah. We'll be leaving Thursday. We can make that work. Or I go Wednesday. Stay over. Even better. Yeah, that works. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about it. We gotta see. We'll figure that out along the way. Yeah, we had a little bit of a delay here. We were trying to do this... It's right now at three o'clock Eastern time. We've been trying to get this going for the last four hours. We were, you know, prepping before, and then we were ready to go live. And then YouTube was down. Their all their uh, their streaming app was down, so you couldn't do a, a YouTube live stream. Which is, you know, everybody in the world was pissed. They were like, "Yeah, then oh, you get what you pay for, right?" You know, it is but, free, but you know, like, hey, if the product is free, then you're the product. You're the product. Yep. Right. But luckily, you know, the good folks at Google and their, you know, super wealthy engineering team was able to hop back online and, and get this up and running. So, yeah, so we're here. We're cranking this out. Thank you guys so much for listening. We, uh, you can check us out at skibumpodcast.com. If you want to send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. We have all of our socials, twitter.com slash skibumpodcast, instagram.com slash skibumpodcast, facebook.com slash skibumpodcast. We posted something last night. Uh, there was a Rick and Morty Christmas sweater that we posted on Twitter and Facebook. So, Dude, I almost bought it today. Did you? Well, I was hoping you know, we could put it on our Christmas list, so hopefully some fans who love yeah. us may send us a couple of Rick and Morty Christmas sweaters because they're pretty awesome. I almost bought it, but then I was like, yeah. But then I was like, nah. I'm like, and then I looked at shirts. There's like Pickle Rick. Like They had some pretty cool shirts out there too. Dude, I have been using Pickle Rick as my inspiration when things are going poorly, and I'm like – you can do this. Like you can work your way out of this tough situation. That's you gotta right. think like Pickle Rick. You know, Pickle Rick. he was stuck as a pickle, but he worked his way through it. There's a cool shirt with Pickle Rick right on the front. Oh like, really? Love that. Yeah. Look on Amazon get, and look at Rick and Morty. We should get pickle onesies for skiing. Oh, we go pickle Just onesies. Ski down, be like Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. I'm Pickle Rick. And then they had. Uh, I like the shirt. They had the uh, the butter robot. You pass the butter. Oh yeah. Love that thing. <laughs> You pass the butter. That's all you do. Love that. Yeah. But they had uh, action figures. I almost got action figures because I was like, the the little guy. I probably like him when he gets older. But some of them were a little creepy. I was like, yeah, I don't want to give they him have, a. Well, have you seen those little like weird things they advertise at the end of every episode? Is it like digital, like little digital like Rick and Morty's based on the episode? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Did you watch they... the one this week? The uh, the Atlantis one. Which they didn't even really talk about them going to Atlantis. It was all the Citadel. Yeah, yeah it was pretty funny. It was funny. like training day. <laughs> and they come back to like, yeah, it was great. It was what it's about like mermaid puss or something. Mermaid puss, man. That was awesome. It's just like, Morty's you... killing Morty's. <laughs> that was funny as hell. Yeah, it was all the Citadel. It's coming back. Yeah, it was like training day and like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and like a few <laughs> other movies kind of blended together. That's if fun. you're not watching Rick and Morty, shame on you. It's uh, shame on you. It's one of the best TV shows on right now. I watched uh, The Orville too. Did you watch that? No. Was that any good? It's actually really good. They did a. You could tell they they uh, did a good job. It's not like cheesy. Um, it's and pretty it's, much an old Star Trek, right? Like it's like Star Trek, yeah, but with a Family Guy twist kind of thing, you know. Is it all right? 
Because he's he's the main guy. He's the main character. He's like Kirk, right? Pretty much Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's it was really well. I mean, it was the first episode, so there was a lot of setup, but it was still pretty pretty good. There's, there's one scene. I'm gonna spoil it for you, but uh, there's one scene where this they're talking to this guy, and in the background, there's like a dog just chowing, licking on his balls. And after they hang up, the two guys are like, "Did you see that dog?" He's like, "Yep, first thing I saw." Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a little bit of that humor in there, which is kind of funny. That's a little oh, Family nice. Guys. Nice. So yeah, so you can check us out on also what are we uh, highfalutins on uh, Pinterest, Pinterest, and SoundCloud. Apparently, we're out there as the highfalutin dash ski bones. And if you guys could, could please go to your favorite podcasting app and rate us and give us five stars or however many stars are the most because that's what we would like to get because that'll help us get some new you know, people checking it out and more subscribers and give us more opportunities to bring you guys dope content. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, thanks, guys. And there's full directions on the website too, skibonpodcast.com if you want to check that out. Because I know iTunes can be a little bit of a pain in the neck, but we have a nice thorough tutorial of how to, how to rate it and, and do all that. It's time for our pray today. Our pray today, what do you got, Brian? Well, the pray today kind of morphed as well because the plan was to do this early, like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. So the pray today was going to be coffee because that's just, you know, what a gentleman drinks in the morning. But it's starting to get into the afternoon. (laughs) Well, yes, that's true. It's no hair of the dog or anything, but it's becoming the afternoon. So, you know, besides the coffee, I'm uh, partaking in a little bit of a uh, little bit of Angel's Envy bourbon right now, which nice. is one of my favorite bourbons. I got two ice cubes in here, about two fingers worth, and uh, it's uh, it takes the edge off. It's a nice smooth bourbon, a lot of uh, caramel and vanilla flavor. Uh, it's, I mean, I think most people who are into bourbons are familiar with Angel's Envy now. They're pretty getting pretty popular. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorites. They have the rye out too, right? And I think they have an an the rye, you got me that bottle a couple of years ago for, I think, my birthday or something. And that is still one of my favorites, the, the Caribbean rum cask rye. So good. They have another one. I think it's like a 10-year aged or something like that. Like that cask strength one? Yeah, something. I saw it in the store not too long ago. I was like, wow. So It seems like all those places are starting to have – like no one has just one bourbon anymore. There's all like six different versions at this point. Even like Breckenridge, they have the uh, – so I think it's a port cask aged. Yeah. Which well, I haven't tried yet. But. People are going to buy it. It's like a huge thing now. Everybody's into bourbons. Well, everybody wants like a, I mean, you know, Maker's Mark was always, you know, solid for a while. And they're like, well, now we have the 46 and now we have the cask strength. And yeah, I mean, people always want something a little bit better. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, you have a, a three series BMW, but you need the M3 because it's a little bit better. You know, and that's yeah. just, that's just what we are in society. And it's everywhere now. Like you can just get Fruit Loom underwear, which is fine. But now they have like Under Armour, like, you know, no ball sweat underwear versions too. So it's like every, almost everything you can get a better version of these days. Yeah. You know, well, everything. I'm looking at the site. They actually have the cask, cask strength, right? Uh, but they have a rum finish and a port finish. Yeah, the port is the bourbon and then the rum finish is the rye. Wow. I have yeah, no idea. They're both awesome, but the rye is like next level stuff. It's so good. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. How about you? What are you partaking in today? I am trying to clear out my liquor cabinet for the big move. And uh, I had, you know, 
I think I could probably kill the rest of this bottle. I could kill it anytime I want. I'm just saying. Um, drinking like a normal human being, I could probably just do this over the next week. Uh, so I have a Buffalo Trace, which mm. is another bourbon. Uh, so this one's good. It's a little. It's a little. Um, it's a little grittier, you know, than than some of the other ones, but uh, it's really good. What's good about Buffalo Trace is it's one of those bourbons where you know, you. You can you can drink it straight, but if you had to mix it, you wouldn't be like, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" Right. You know, like there's certain bourbons. Like if someone's like, "Oh, I'll have like a Pappy and Coke," you'd be like, "Bitch, I'm gonna choke you out right now." <laughs> Not on my watch. Even if you don't drink bourbon, like you choke that person out. <laughs> Pappy and Diet Coke, please. Yeah, it's freaking. It's hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, Buffalo Trace is like it's good for you know if you want to do like a Manhattan or uh, an old fashioned, like you can get away with it and no one's gonna bat an eye or get pissed off yeah it has like it has that whiskey i mean it is a whiskey but it has that whiskey flavor that i'm kind of uh, i usually that's why I, I like bourbons it doesn't have as much of that so mm-hmm. it has a little bit more of that and i'm like like you said if you mix it whatever it's it's good though you know i could see my mom if she ever had like a bottle of pappy van winkle she'd be making like mrs t's like whiskey sours with it like she would just be like oh well you know i don't really like it plain i told you the one story of uh so my ex sister in law had she bought a bottle of Louis the Thirteenth Louis the what is it Thirteenth Oh Jesus Christ Yeah Right The Cognac she, The Cognac She got that at, at Costco I guess or BJ's or something like that Really good deal on it So she got it because she liked drinking it once in a while So it's around Christmas time She breaks it out She's like Oh you know Why don't we have a Everybody have a drink of this Because you know If you ha- never had it It's it's awesome stuff So she gives it to her mom And her mom takes a little sip of it and then is like, Oh, I don't like this. Pours it down the, down the uh, drain. And she's Jesus like, Christ. And then it was this whole big argument. Where'd you do that? Like, Oh, it's mine. You gave it to me. And it was this whole, you know, you, you know, her, her mom. Now, isn't this said sister-in-law also now like house and foreclosure? Yes. So while the Louis, the 14th or thir- what is it? The 13th. Louis the 13th, I think the 13th, right? I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99% sure it's the 13th. See, I couldn't afford it, so I won't – I don't even know what it is. But it's also like we talked about before, the time with the one ski house where uh, the owner had the Macallan 30. Yeah. And it's talking about how his mother tried it, and she like poured it down the drain. What's up with these like older broads like pouring down like really good liquor down the drain? Don't you give a heads up to somebody and say, hey, anybody want this? I don't want to drink it. Like just, just say, you know. Aren't they all like uh, – like- these, these, both of these ladies we're talking about are like depression era surviving ladies too. Yeah. Like, shouldn't they be like no better than that at this point? Exactly. It's Louis the Thirteenth cognac. It is Thirteenth, right? I know there's an indie band. Louis the Fourteenth is like, you know, you get a Louis the Fourteenth chair. Or, you know, those are. There was an indie band named Louis the Fourteenth. I remember back oh, in like yeah. the early two thousands. Did they wear like the weird wigs and stuff? I don't think they did. I think there was a, there was a boom in the early two thousands where like indie bands were taking on the names of historical figures like Franz Ferdinand, you know, Louis the Fourteenth. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Louis the Thirteenth. Where is this retail at? Yeah, that was pretty funny though. She's like, and then it was this whole oh, don't give it. You gave it to me. It's uh, so I could do whatever I want. You know, the, they had they got this whole crazy bad You're argument. Not the boss of me. Not the boss of me. Ah, uh, it's like three grand. Damn. Well, it, it ranges. I've seen a range. Well, eight grand. I'm sure someone's trying to like. Uh, it's a handle. Yeah, around three thousand. Looks like. 
Wow. No tax. If you buy it from the Whiskey Exchange, three, $2,860.94. Yeah. I, is that like a special year, though, or something? Like, I'm just wondering. I don't the... think there is. It comes in Baccarat Crystal. Yes, the crystal thing is, like, worth a lot. I'm looking, uh, at, I'm looking at one that's $10,000. It's uh, Penelope, Penelope, Amber, and Cognac Dome. And it's this really cool. I'll send you the link. It is crazy looking. Yeah, this Louis the Thirteenth is aged between forty and one hundred years, and packaged in a gorgeous baccarat decanter. Nice. Look at the one I great. just. I'm, I'm sure you can go on eBay and buy the decanter empty and just yeah. fill it with like, like fighting cock or something. <laughs> Ripple something out of a plastic bottle. <laughs> I think fighting cock is whiskey, isn't it? No, um, that's uh, um, vodka, if you want to call it vodka. Oh, fighting cock is vodka? The what? I oh, think there is a bourbon. Oh, there is a bourbon. There is a bourbon. So oh, that's just because I remember fighting cock vodka in college. That was. They're expanding their line of fighting yeah. cock products. It makes you. <laughs> it, fighting cock was one of those, like, you break out the fighting cock, there's, there's some shit going down that night. There will be fighting between there's, cocks. There's a lot of fighting, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, see the fighting cock, fifteen bucks. That's not that cheap for a seven fifty. I mean, it's it is cheap, but it's not. It's not like nine bucks for a handle, like some of those ones. Like Virginia Gentleman, that's the yeah. shittiest bourbon I've ever drank. Drank oh, as really? an adult. Yeah, I remember American beer. That was great. <laughs> it was like an American flag. I don't even think it was a flag. It was just a red. It was a white can, and the writing was like just red and blue. <laughs> it was just horrible they really didn't care at all you know, virginia gentleman i think is the cheapest one i've ever had i was at a wedding and it was in the south and uh, i i was so fascinated by it i started like looking up the history of it and like the original bottle label was like a farmer with like a slave on a chain like that was like the label damn for a virginia gentleman <laughs> i was like "Ooh, that's dark let's open a bottle of racism here Seriously, <laughs> there's a bottle of there's a there's a little bit of racism in every bottle of gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of right. hatred in every bottle of Virginia gentleman. <laughs> a little bit of hatred. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it's pretty cheap stuff. But anyway, we're drinking the fancy stuff, so none of that nonsense for us. Oh, our, our, a... our bourbons are racism free. Did I send you the um? Oh, what the hell is the guy's name? The the U.S. Uh, drinking team guy. Did I send you that um? I came across him and then I started looking at his website. It was pretty funny. He has like this the US drinking team. Oh, he's he, the guy's like a genius. And he was uh one of his other videos, he was um he was funneling four locos. Oh Jesus Christ. That is super unnecessary. Yeah, let's see. He's got all these videos out there and he's pretty funny. Um All right, apparently Virginia Gentleman is like twenty bucks a bottle. So it's even it's even really? fancier than fighting cock. Oh, wow. Billy Buck. That's his name. Was it? Billy Buck. That's his name. You gotta look him up. But there is one video. It's like, it's pretty funny. It's like he has all these like inventions to drink more beer. I'm like, he's going to probably die oh, eventually. Jesus. But seems super <laughs> unnecessary. But, you know, I respect his integrity. <laughs> you know. All right. It looks yeah. like it handles $20. Oh, Virginia gentleman. That's a little more like it. $20. Yeah, that's... 
they still have the racist uh, label? No, they've changed the label. It's just a generic, you know, writing and like an old schooly kind of like a charcoal drawing of a plantation or something. Damn. Yes. Here's chicken, chicken four locos. You still have yeah. that four loco, don't you? I still do. Yeah. Original strength in the fridge. Among Original all the strength. like epic beers, among like, you know, Hetty Topper and uh, Julius from Treehouse. And then there's like a four loco hanging in there too. It's good to, to mix it up. Somebody's going through, they're like, wow, this is great. And what the hell is that? They're like a, um, a Bud Chilada or something like that in there. Oh, God. That was like, uh, it's like drinking vomit. That thing is nasty. It's like drinking vomit that's been in the janitor's bucket with other piss and poop uh, mixed together. And ketchup. Something Ketchup some, fell at some point, and they mopped it up, and they dumped it in that same bucket. It's like somebody vomited for uh, the Chilada. Then they ate it and they vomited up again. <laughs> Pretty much. That's that's an excellent description. Gross, man. Also, they had shrimp cocktail with lots of cocktail sauce. Ah, <laughs> uh, shrimp cocktail and corn. You just throw corn in there. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. So with that, let's get into the Genjula. Taking a ride. What are we riding in the gondola with today? Oh, so this week. Shout out to our boy Frank. Frank, thank, thank you so much. Frank Abreed. He uh, had a nice little note to us today, so thank you very much um, on Instagram. So Frank has sent us the Bean of the Week, and this week it is Skywalker. Nice. So Skywalker is a well-rounded Indica-dominant hybrid that helps patients knock out pain and relax into sleep after a long day of battling the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> the sativa side of this strain allows for a nice head high as well but it isn't overly hazy or unfocused. Skywalker was created by Amsterdam's Dutch passion seeds to combine the sweet, fruity aroma of blueberry with the growing strengths of the hardy, high-yielding mazer. Great for indoor growing, Skywalker plants will stay shorter and bushy, flowering in eight to nine weeks. If you're looking for the California Skywalker that has OG genetics, check out Skywalker OG. Nice. Sounds so speaking of, of this, I don't know if you guys have on uh, Netflix, there's like a show now called Disjointed. Oh, no, I haven't watched that. It's a, it's a comedy, and it's starring Kathy Bates. She, uh, in the show, she runs like a pot dispensary in California, I think in like L.A. or something. All right. And it's just like about like her and like the security guard who's like an Iraq veteran who like was all against weed and then like all the stoners who work there, and it's – you know, it's, it, it touches on, like, a ton of, like, pot smoker stereotypes, but it also gets into some pretty cool, like, you know, some nice little, like, lessons. and That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I had it, I went through it. I mean, I was, like, I had it on while I was doing stuff around the house, you know, like one of those kind of shows. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to kind of sit there and watch it because you're like, oh, really? The stoner stereotype again? Like, but there's some, <laughs> there's some pretty funny stuff to it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got to put that on my list. I still got to do, uh, there's, I'm, I'm to the point now where I binge watch so much. I got to like, I'm digging into like stuff that I, ha- I never watched that I still want to watch, you know? I still want to watch The Wire. Yeah, you know, happen, but... I used to watch it once in a while when it was on. So I've seen a bunch of episodes, but never, like, I think binge watching, you get a better view of it, you know? Oh yeah, anything. Do the, you know. Like I said, I'm trying to watch Narcos, but my ADD will not allow me to just stare at that screen and read Spanish translated to English. Like I just, I can't do it. 
you know, I was thinking while I was binging it, I was like, you know, it it's probably more beneficial for me to brush up on my Spanish and just listen to it. <laughs> that you know what? That's a great thing. If you do want to learn or brush up on Spanish, watch Narcos. I'm watch sure Narcos. Really yeah. you'll know Puta really quickly. Exactly. <laughs> if, you're a kid, if you have kids grown up, let them watch Narcos. Yeah. <laughs> Get them exposed to that Spanish. Uh, you know, a Spanish little Dora the Explorer and a little Narcos. So you get like <laughs> both sides. You get some dialect in there, you know, a little slang. Yin and yang. They could also learn uh, how to whack a person. It's, it's kind of good. Oh, dude. Did you see the, the episode, the first episode of the third season with the yep. motorcycle? Awesome. Oh, my God. That was awesome, man. It was, it was awesomely terrible, right? It was Brutal. Just like, what the hell? I'm yeah. sure that's happened. I mean, it's it's crazy. Well, yeah, I I and they talked about like how they got rid of bodies. Like they're like, oh, the Cali gang wasn't like the Escobar gang where they would tie uh, the bodies up with uh, was chicken it? wire, chicken wire, and then when the bodies get bloated, it just slices them all to pieces. And it's fish food. It's crazy. I'm like Jesus Christ. It's that's like the, that's hardcore. Yeah, that's uh Some dark damn. shit. It's very dark shit. Yeah. Yeah, the whole chicken wire thing—that was creepy. Mm -hmm. I was like, "This is why people disappear." Yep. All right, you want to grab that first story from the gondola there? Yeah. So while we're in the gondola, we got some uh, interesting uh, news. So there's this a surprise. Is awesome. Vote. Yeah, there's a surprise vote that the House uh, passed this last uh, week, and it's an amendment to restrict a uh, asset forfeiture. So what happened is, I guess. Um, uh, a few months back, uh, there was an amendment that expanded the uh, asset forfeiture laws, where basically if you're suspected of a crime, even without a charge or conviction, they could take assets from a person. So like somebody that's, um, you know, is suspected of a crime, they could like take their car, take their house. Like it basically just gave carte blanche to like just take shit away from people, you know, without having cause to do so. And that's so, happened with a lot of the, the pot dispensaries. Since it's not federally legal, you know, the authorities would kind of roll in and take all – and since they couldn't have any bank accounts or credit cards, they'd have to put everything in working cash. So they would just take their cash and take the weed and just Charge them. Yeah. Yeah. And charge them. And then they'd be fighting it. And they're like, I, I, you know, you just took – I can't even operate my business. So yeah, that whole thing, they got to do something about that soon because states are just expanding. So, so think about that. Like states keep expanding – um, you know, marijuana dispensaries and grow houses and all, and it's still federally illegal, which is just bizarre. It's like, why would you even spend the time, you know, policing it, which they're not doing now, but you need to change the law just to make it, you know, to yeah. make it better. It's, it's crazy. No, it's, it's, it's an evil practice. And it's really nice, you know, seeing you know, the attorney general was trying to put this in and the courts were like, no, this is legalized theft you're allowing. This is not, this is not, this can't work. This cannot happen. Property, yeah, it's separate. It's like um, I know they were doing it in New York. I don't know if they do it anymore, but people that were suspected of DUI or drugs, getting caught with drugs driving, they would take their car and sell it at auction. And it's like, all right, so let's say somebody's drunk driving. You could take away their license, but they own that car. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they're not getting any money from the car. You're just taking it from. Them. It's kind of it's kind of bullshit, you know. Oh, it's complete bullshit. Yeah. So it's good seeing that people's rights are, are you know still mean something. Yeah, and in the country I mean, where it's been slowly been taken away, right? Because even like a charge like that, they they charge you, then they fine you, and then now you don't even have a car to sell to pay the fine. Like it's just kind of because I think there's like a ten thousand dollar fine now you pay with a DUI or something. 
I'm not sure if there is, but I know when you add up all the expenses, you know, the court expenses, the insurance, the fines, it, it all that definitely adds up really quickly. I had a couple yeah. buddies who have uh, received DWIs and it is no bueno. I mean, it is just, it completely fucks your life up. So, oh, it does, man. It's crazy. I yeah. think in Jersey, it's a, they do a surcharge on your insurance and I think they give you like, it's a $10,000 fine and they, you know, then there's the, depending on if it's your first offense and all that, like, it's just a lot, all right? Seven. Okay. License loss. Oh, 1,000. jail time too. It's $1,000 a year for three years. So it's three grand. But your insurance gets like more than doubles usually too. Yeah. I guess it depends on the level you get caught with too. So that's every, um, that's in New Jersey. Like every state has their own different laws. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's three grand plus they do a fine, which is like another looks like three to five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, depending if it's your repeat. But and then you gotta you gotta pay to the drunk driving fund and all sorts of other stuff. It's crazy. It's not worth yeah. it. It's Just worth get it. an Uber. Who cares if it's 150 bucks? It's still less than paying, you know, ten thousand dollars. Dude, I went out last night and my, my buddy's like, Oh, we're gonna drive him like you know, I could probably drive because I'm not going to drink that much, but an Uber is like 13 bucks. I'll pay the Uber. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Peace yeah. of mind. Mm-hmm. Well, because the road we travel on, like, there's just cops everywhere. So even if you're not drunk, just speeding, it's like terrifying to drive on there because that there's like two towns that obviously that's how they make their money. So they're just looking at bus balls all the time. I'm like, I don't even like driving on that road, you know? Yeah. Because I, I don't you. speed, but still, it's just the idea that, you know, then I get stopped and you got to, you know, it's a whole pain in the ass thing. Yep. So don't do it. So this is good good news on the uh, the asset forfeiture front here. Yeah. So next story. So full disclosure, I am a stockholder in this company. So Ooh. you know, take 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 that into mind when I'm describing how awesome this is. How long have you had stock in there? Because I think I had TerraTech and I sold it. Um, probably about three times higher than it is now. Oh wow. Uh, it, no, then it was. Now it's three times lower than what it was back then. Yeah, you um, bought high and, and sold, you know, you still have Didn't it. sell. I am holding. See, I I'm bought playing, high, I took the loss. I'm playing the long game. I was, like, I was like, screw it, I'm taking the loss. I believe in this company, I'm playing the long game. So TerraTech Corp files provisional patent application for cannabis-infused rolling papers. Let me repeat nice. that, cannabis-infused rolling papers. So can you just light the paper now? You could just smoke the paper, smoke you know? Paper. You watch have you, tobacco? You calories? Just smoke paper. Do tobacco with the weed paper? Just get a whole bunch of papers and throw them on the ground and light them up and have a little bonfire. Yeah. Kindling for your fireplace? People like huffing smoke. This is a (laughs) start. Think about that. Think about like starter paper for fireplaces. Cannabis infused. Hey, everything. Funk the whole house up. How about cannabis infused writing paper? People will be writing again. Yeah, but you're not going to light the paper on fire if you write in it. That's the problem. Well, what would be. Oh, you write your deepest, darkest thoughts on it, then set it on fire. Well, if you get somebody a card, now you get them a card on cannabis paper. It's like a gift and a card. So it's a thoughtful way to convey your message. And then they could burn it and get a little high. And you know what? I bet those cannabis infused cards would still be cheaper than fucking Hallmark. And they're goddamn $7 greeting cards you read for two seconds and you that's, chuck. That's the only way I would pay $7 if it was cannabis infused. What a racket. <laughs> you know what? If you need greeting cards, Trader Joe's has them for a buck. They, have yeah. not, they don't have every single possible event under the sun like Hallmark does. 
But friggin' Trader Joe's 99 cent greeting cards. Get them there. Stick yeah, it to Hallmark. That company's evil and their TV channel sucks. So I never understood them. how much money they like they charge for those cards. It's crazy. It's ludicrous. It's like it's like when you put wedding or baby in front of any other product too. They can charge four times as much for that. Yeah, I went to went to Justin's wedding this this past week. It was a 99 cent card. It was I was like, look, I'm giving him a gift. Like that's the gift, not the card. Exactly. They're gonna look at the card for two seconds. Oh, so and so. It's from so and so. Okay. Put it to the side and then they write their thank yous, but they look at the card really quick. I mean, I don't know. And shout out to Justin and Jamie. Congratulations on your wedding. Yeah. Best of luck. Best Have a great luck. honeymoon too. They aren't taking a honeymoon yet. Oh, it's very strange. I don't, Killington I, honeymoon. Yeah, that's something, right? right? Look I guess out. They're, they're getting ready to move into their house. Like they bought oh, a nice. house and they're renovating. So now they both have like their separate places that they still have to, I guess, move stuff into the big house now. Yeah, so. nice. Well, good. Well, congratulations to those guys. Yeah, it was a nice, nice wedding. Good. Very good. All right, back to the weed. Here back we go. Weed. Terratech, a vertically integrated cannabis-focused agriculture company, announced it has filed a patent application with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office for innovative cannabis-infused rolling papers. The inventive rolling papers, which are expected to launch in 2018, will be the latest addition to the company's portfolio of IVXX brand premium cannabis products, including flowers, concentrates, custom rolled joints, and edibles. Nice. Um, they will be free of toxic pesticides, harmful molds, and chemical residues. That's very nice. Acid-free, uh, so they last a long time? <laughs> yeah. So they don't fade. So the CEO says that the infusing rolling papers with cannabis can enhance the user experience for adult use and medical cannabis users alike. For example, by customizing the amount of active ingredients available in a joint without the need to manually add a concentrate to the flower in the joint. Furthermore, cannabis concentrate infused rolling papers can come in a range of different flavors, like Ooh. grape and watermelon. We are pleased to have filed this patent as we work toward growing our IP portfolio and expanding our range of premium quality cannabis products. Wow. It's just funny hearing a CEO talk about joints and then go into like the typical like CEO, like, oh, we are pleased to have, uh, you know, looking forward to growing our IP. You know, so you get like, it, it's, it's just all kind of strange, the whole legal cannabis stuff. But uh, That must be a great place to work. I'm just saying. You know, they, uh, they, uh, this company operates greenhouses now, too. They have, I know they have one in New Jersey, out in Belvedere, where they're growing. Like they have a product that's available in supermarkets called Edible Garden, where it's, you know, like basil or cilantro. And it's, you know, you, it's growing. And you've, you water it. And you can keep growing said basil and cilantro. And uh, they have, that's what they have in their greenhouses now. But they're saying that if they do legalize it, when they legalize it in Jersey, they can uh, transfer that entire greenhouse over to pot and 48 hours. Yeah. It's like, so it's like a holding, like they're just getting all the, uh, you know, the lighting and the irrigation all set up so that when they, you know, the good stuff has to get thrown, they can just flip that switch and get it going. Yeah. Like all those like systems, like if you look at them, they're like, Oh, you could grow herbs on it, but you know, you could grow whatever you want on it. It's just, but it's so ready. You grow to rosemary if you want. Yeah. It's, it's ready to flip at any time, which, hmm. but I guess the big thing is the lights, right? There was a big deal with the whole lighting. Because they're trying to get everything very low um, voltage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it does take a lot of power to yeah. uh, to keep them growing. I mean, because again, think about like a, a regular plant; it blooms once a year. Now, if you're maximizing your product, you have to have these blooming five or six times a year. Yeah. So, you need a lot of light and water to make that happen. It's kind of like mining Bitcoin. 
You know what? It probably takes a lot less energy to freaking grow pot than to mine Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Yeah, very similar. That's funny. Well, that's a you know that's an explanation for they used to do. I guess that's how they used to catch people running a grow illegal grow room. Is they used to see like, holy crap, this person's using all this electricity. We got to check it out. You know. So now, if you're mining Bitcoin, you're like, yeah, that's why I'm using the electricity. And after they check you, then you shut down the servers and you you go to pot. And that's why China they have their uh, they have it with the state now, and they have they use a lot of the uh, like the uh, rivers and the dams are all tied to the mining operations, so they can wow. use they, they're right located next to that, so they can take all that energy and get it right there from the source. That's pretty wild. It's crazy stuff. Yeah, why why isn't our country doing that? Just mine Bitcoin. Because of Exxon and I don't be, know. Yeah, crazy. Big oil and other things. And Big oil. We're not playing the long game. Playing the short game. Quarterly yeah. profits. Not thinking longer term. Well, then the, the government could own Bitcoin. You know, that would be kind of cool. Well, the word on the street is that North Korea is actually mining Bitcoin these days, which is, I mean, they can't yeah, even we, grow freaking vegetables, so they got to do something to make money. So that's yeah. that's what I've heard. But you surprising considering they don't have a whole lot of, you know, computer science you know, a lot of people that are studying computer science there because, you know, they don't have a lot of people who are educated there. Well, so think about it. As a country, wouldn't you want your government to own some of, you know, like you have your own currency, but now this is a world currency. Why wouldn't you want to have some of that currency as part of your country, you know, in the portfolio? The word on the street is that a lot of countries are starting to buy Bitcoin, as are a lot of big companies to protect themselves in case of ransomware. Right. Um, there was a story by J- Jamie Dimon from the CEO of JP Morgan came out a couple days ago calling Bitcoin a fraud, which was oh, wow. pretty hysterical. And um, funny thing is, a da- the, the st- uh, Bitcoin plummeted like 20% after that. Um, and there was news from China too. But after, so the next day, when you look at the, uh, the big purchases in Europe of Bitcoin institutional buyers, Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan were one and two. Course. It's hysterical, like you know, and like Jamie Dimon's job, his job is, is a fiduciary obligation as a CEO to maximize shareholder profit. So if you want to buy Bitcoin, you're going to talk shit about it, short the hell out of it, have the price go down, and then buy it back. But isn't that? I mean, that is controlling the market. So it's that manipulating the market is what it is. Yeah, and that falls under the insider trading rule. But since since Bitcoin isn't an SEC, you know. Um, approved or covered currency or, or stock it's, oh, it's not, not a stock it's a currency it, yeah yeah it's well they don't know what it is right now that's the problem they don't know is it currency is it a commodity is it just software like wrong. they you can't and that's the well, what's awesome and terrible about it is that it can't be classified that's Damn. what's so amazing about it it's actually a couple different things but because of that it doesn't fall into the sec's jurisdiction so they there's hmm. nothing you really can do to stop that that's crazy it's very crazy but it's really cool so. Yeah. All right. So you know what? I think we should get to the ski news right about now. Let's go to ski news. All right. So what do we got uh, starting with? All right. So this was pretty cool to see from our folk, our friends over at Snowbrains. East Coast cat skiing is now a reality at Sugarloaf in Maine. What? Yeah, baby. So the East Coast is <laughs> known for many things, but accessing untouched terrain on a snowcat is not one of them. Until now, Sugarloaf up in Maine has just announced that they will be operating Maine's first and only cat skiing operation 
on neighboring Burnt Mountain this coming season. Wow. Since 2010, the folks at Sugarloaf have been dedicated to developing their awesome and unique side country, particularly on Burnt Mountain and the Androscoggin Glade. Previously only accessible by hiking or skinning, the newly acquired 12-person snowcat is about to make it much easier. So they are adding 600 acres of new terrain, a new quad chairlift, and huge upgrades to snowmaking and resort amenities. They're also in the process of cutting new glade on Burnt Mountain, increasing the current cat accessible terrain by 100 acres. Uh, it's going to be offered on weekends and holiday weeks for the inaugural season. The program is recommended for expert skiers and riders only. A ski patrol station at the top of the Andrus Garden Glade will be available to provide guests with information about the terrain. I like that. They should actually uh, have a certification where you get classified as a decent level skier to go on that. That would be pretty cool, yeah. Should, that, that should be like everywhere. Have like a card. Like, okay, you're an advanced skier. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be ideal. In a perfect world, that's how it would be. But unfortunately, <laughs> as long as your money is green, they will take you out <laughs> on this operation. As long as you sign the waiver. You got 300 bucks, we'll take you out there. 300 bucks and you're going to sign away any uh, responsibility for us? Go right ahead. You have health insurance? Good. An Aflac? All right, we'll bring you out there. Yeah, that's right. Hey, they don't even care. They're like, just sign this. As long as you don't come after us. Not our problem. That's crazy. Well, that's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I've always, you know, I've, I've never been up to Sugarloaf, and I always want an excuse to go up there. Maybe this is finally the reason. Oh, if you do <laughs> some cat skiing. Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, so next up we have, uh, you know, this is uh, probably, probably triggered by global warming. Uh, hundreds evacuated in Swiss Alps over Trift Glacier Avalanche threat. So... The glacier was, I guess, moving, and it moved at a notice, noticeable amount. They said as much as 50 inches in a single day. So they said that was like a red flag um, for them to, to take action. And I guess it's a very popular place to go hiking um, on the glacier. But because it was shifting so much, they were actually afraid it was going to avalanche. Um, so they closed down hiking on it and everything, and they said it would be an ice avalanche. Just like hard, like Game of Thrones, White Walker, Ice Avalanche. That'd be That's exactly crazy. what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, it sounds terrifying. I mean, snow is bad enough, but ice, you got no, no chance in ice. Oof, so right. uh, they said they reopened it uh, like a week later uh, when the, the temperatures uh, dropped to be colder. Um, so they said that was good. You know, they got back to colder temperatures. But they're they're monitoring it, and they're saying it, it was shifting at a pretty, pretty rapid rate, which is – Wild. Yikes. Yeah, so. 222 people were evacuated. Wow. Yeah, at least they didn't have an avalanche or anybody die, but it's kind of stuff you don't think about. <laughs> like, no. Let's go, let's go hike on the avalanche. <coughs> hike yeah, on especially the, uh, not in September, right? Yeah, so that was crazy. Yeah. So we got some fun snow news coming out. It looks like winter is starting early for the Chuga Mountains up in Alaska. For the next six to ten days, which I think since this is from Tuesday, I guess it's the next four to eight days, uh, they're looking at 20 inches plus of snow, um, which is nice to see. And in addition to that, in Alaska getting snow, uh, Wyoming, above 9,500 feet, is looking to get another 20 inches of snow uh, this weekend. Nice. So, 
Yeah, it's starting to starting to fall. You know, it's technically still summer here, but it's uh, it's always nice seeing a little bit of snow in the forecast already. It's crazy. I wonder if they're getting the snow because it should have started already, right? Yeah, it should be out there. It should be happening because this is from a couple of days ago. These both these stories. Wonder if Jackson Hole is going to get pounded again this year. Got, yeah, um, it's they had a copious amount of freaking snow last year. It, I mean, they had to shut down for like a week, right? Because they lost power. Almost a week, yeah. That's that's crazy. It got yeah, so much snow, it took out like the main feeds, and they lost power. It's like unheard of. It's crazy. Yeah, but you heard people saying, you know, people who were there who ended up not being able to hike up or skin up. They said it was just the most unreal terrain. Because again, on top of someone's there, I mean, you do what you want, you go wherever you want. I mean, it's because they had so much snow. Crazy, man. So let's see. Uh, Doppler weather map. I don't know. Did they get snow? I think it's higher elevations. I think it's a little bit higher than than even Jackson. That's a lot lot of freaking uh, snow, though. Yeah, right. Especially this time of year. Mm -hmm. So cool. all right, next up, Colorado route selected for Hyperloop project. So um, the story broke, and uh, they're, they're saying Cheyenne to Denver to Pueblo was selected uh, just this past week um, to be part of the Hyperloop. So uh, if anybody doesn't know what a Hyperloop is, it's a very high-speed uh, transportation system. Um, do they, they don't have a Hyperloop yet, right? Nobody's built they one. They have some, some very short demo ones they've done. You right, know, it's but- maybe... Maybe like a mile, I think they've, they've gotten up to. I know wow. Elon Musk had tweeted something out about uh, the Hyperloop test they ran. It's crazy, though. So what it is is it's basically like in a tube, and they shoot you through a tube. I actually heard um, one of the, the things they were still trying to work out with the Hyperloop is a propulsion system because they're saying they needed something to move that at such a high speed that they're looking for like a more efficient – but. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of money because you got to get rights. You got to drill, you got to like, you know, build this, like it's basically in a tunnel that shoots you through like a bullet and you go flying. I mean, what's the speed that these things reach? It's like, well, they're saying that they, they did a test back in July and there is a 20 foot long pod that that's pretty much the device that travels through the hyperloop tube. And they tested it at 70 miles per hour. But they're saying that the intention is for it to go 700 miles per hour. Yeah, which is crazy. So they're saying what Denver to Vail in nine minutes. Can you imagine that? Get off, get out of the airport, and just let's go to Vail. Boom, you're there. Yeah. What does that take? Do you remember when you were there? How long it took from Denver to Vail? Did you guys fly right into Vail? We no, we flew into Denver, and I think it was like a two and a half hour drive. I mean, it was a slow moving bus. You know. Yeah. And it depends if you get uh, snow. I mean, that could be like a five-hour drive. You know, get really bad snow, but really bad snow or really good snow. Really good snow, of course. Yes. Um, now but, again, now I have mixed feelings about this. Like, you think about how much more crowded shit's going to be now because it's easier to get to. Yeah. Hey, let's go there. There's a hyperloop. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, you're still going to get the same people. It's just going to be so much easier. The other thing too is, I'm sure a ticket for that's not going to be cheap. <laughs> mm, very yeah. true. Do you do a two and a half hour drive for whatever you're going to pay or pay 10 times the price and get there in nine minutes? I'd, I'd get there in nine minutes. By the time you check your, your, your mail, your email and your Facebook after you get off the plane, boom, you're there, you know? 
Yeah, it'd be good for out-of-towners who are just, uh, you know, you want to maximize the time you have there. Yeah. Just get in there and take that. Yeah, I just worry about I worry about crowds now because, you know, when places are, are too easily accessible, look at look at like a Hunter Mountain versus like a Jay Peak, you know? Yeah, you still got to fly all the way out to Denver, though. <coughs> you know? That's no big deal, though. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's going to lead to more people. So I guess this is a very double-edged sword. But I know you were kind of saying you're not really – you don't think it's really going to get funded or, or get built out anyway. So see, I love the idea of the hyperloop. Everybody thinks that I'm, I'm anti hyperloop, but I'm very pro hyperloop. I'm just tired of all the bullshit that you hear like, Oh yeah, we want a hyperloop. And then all of a sudden the cities are fighting for funding and nobody wants to fund it. Everyone's everybody wants a hyperloop, but nobody wants to pay any money for it. You know, it's like with everything, like we want to have a video podcasting software we can use for free and then it goes <laughs> down and we get pissed off. So That's basically this is our hyperloop right here. That's right. That's right. Nobody wants to pay for it, you know. Not but paying for a media server and you know all this other stuff. And then once they build it, you know, if it costs you, let's say, two hundred dollars to go from Denver to Vail, people say, "Oh, I wish there was a cheaper option." Yeah, there is. It's a two and a half hour bus ride over. <laughs> if you want to do that, you know, so that's yeah. still going to be an option. I like the fact that the idea of like getting more efficient with travel, you know, and like getting rid of some of the traffic, moving people a different way, like quicker and more efficient. And it's just better for everything. But more tunneling. Yeah. I think tunneling is a way to go because you don't have to like disrupt the, you know, any, uh, anything on the surface. You can just kind of like dig some holes. Yeah. You know, like fire some people through. Like, and I, and it seems like those would be safer too than these hyperloop tubes. I mean, just well, because how many like douchebag terrorists are out in the world. Like it seems like these would be, you know, targets for, for shenanigans. Yeah. Well, it's funny. They, um, so I remember that like every, like a few times a year, they always come out with, oh yeah, there's like, you know, uh, a car that can fly. And, you know, you always hear about like personal, personal flight mechanisms and drones. And it's like, you know how crowded the airspace is going to be? Like, you're not going to be able to even look up and see like a nice sunrise or sunset. Cause it's going to be shit flying around everywhere. You know, like yeah, use the hyper Dig it underground. Nobody has to see it. You you know you leave everything nice and pristine on top, and just do like the mole people do. Just go right underground. It's like a subway, pretty much. Then, like a high speed super subway, really. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that idea. That's the way to go, definitely. Yeah, and then you could link subways near it, like have a station right near the hyperloop, and then you jump off the subway, get on the get on the hyperloop. You know, kind of kind of cool. But yeah, to travel large distance, that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I really hope this happens. But you know, we'll keep. Uh... You don't have to deal with weather. Like it's underground. Ah, and you know, actually, I just figured out how they're going to fund this. They can just use a small portion of uh, Colorado's cannabis taxes. Yeah, that's to fund this. That probably would. Uh... It'll be fully funded in three years. Yeah, so it's a lot of money, dude. Because they they proposed one in what did they they were going to do San Francisco to what L.A. or something like that. That was the initial one that I think Elon Musk was talking about. Yeah. Right. And everybody fought it. Like, I think the cities were fighting it. Nobody wanted to fund it, all that stuff. Then the latest one was, uh, what, New York to D.C., which that would be great because there's a lot of traffic between the two cities. Mm -hmm. But who knows if that's going to be funded? You know, they're saying New York to D.C. to Boston, which that would kind of be cool. It would cover half of the East Coast. And then there's just too much shit on the East Coast to really make that possible. It's Um, like. You can't even do anything. It's like you got to do something. You got to go to the town. You got to know a guy that knows a guy. You got to get, you know, you got to grease some politicians to get your, you know, right away to get a hyperloop built. Like there's, there's all that bullshit, red tape, you know? It's, it's yeah, crazy. there's too much, 
you know, too much politics and corruption to, to make it happen. Yeah. Well, in this article, they talk about the other three that got approved were Chicago to Columbus to Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Chicago to That's Pittsburgh. That's a long distance. That's Chicago cool. to Pittsburgh. Yeah. But I guess there's know, nothing out there, so there's there's nothing to really get in the way of building it. Yeah. And you know what? You're taking planes. You know, now you don't have to take a plane. You just take the Hyperloop. Why not? I guess you're, you're lowering the carbon footprint. You know, it's actually faster than a plane. It is, yeah. Right? A plane goes like what, four hundred miles an hour, something like that. Uh, no, about six hundred if you with with the tailwind. You should have oh, the five hundreds at least, yeah. Yeah. So this would go slightly faster than that, which is pretty mm -hmm. amazing. And I wonder what sort of security they would have to to get on the hyperloop, like if Strip you're like, full on naked or Buck something. Naked. Oh, naked. there you go. Everyone's naked. You come in, you put your clothes in a bag, you wear this little apron or whatever, and like a little hospital gown. A fig leaf. You get, fig a fig, leaf. You get, you get three fig leaves. Because you like a shirt, shirt and pants, right? But out of like, like uh, scrubs, and everybody has to go through in that. It'd be like, it's like, it's like a, it's like like a future gym. movie. Or it's like gym yeah. clothes, you know? Like you grab your size, your shirt, your, your shorts, and that's it. Should be a banging party, just everybody naked. There you go. Lube everybody up. Like, well, the problem is it's too short of a ride. And then you pump in weed, so there's no shenanigans. Nobody's, nobody's upset. Nobody's fighting. But they have like the weed cart or like the weed, uh, the weed pod. Oh no, it's all weed. It's, it's Colorado. It's all weed. They the entire one, thing is full of weed. They gotta have one not weed pod for the kids. <laughs> and everyone else is on a weed pod. Well, kids, you know, they could benefit from it too. They don't know they're doing it. There you go. Maybe you're gonna have a seizure. Now we're gonna prevent that. So we're gonna seizures. No stoppages on the hyperloop. You're welcome. <laughs> That's right. Um, so they're also they've also approved one Miami to Orlando. So I wonder if there's going to be hurricane proofing required oh, yeah. for that one. Well, oh, the problem is it's the low water table. So as long as it's sealed up and waterproof, I guess yeah. it'd be all right. You know, yeah. there's, there's no earthquake. I think that was one of the things they were concerned about with uh, California was earthquake. Now you got this thing, you know, in the earth, and who knows if it'll shift and mess up the hyperloop. But could you imagine going like 700 miles an hour and it starts like shaking like a violent like 8.4 earthquake oh god that'd be terrifying Oof. everyone would be just splattered oh like a blender but yeah they were actually talking about so miami to orlando they wanted to put a train from orlando or a subway not even a hyperloop from orlando to tampa because a lot of people commute because it's only like an hour and 15 minutes depending where you live in tampa um and a lot of people commute there for work. So they were going to put in like a high-speed train and that got shot down because, oh, who's going to fund it? You know, again, with this whole bullshit again. It's, it's just, and that was just a high-speed train, like a bullet train. Oh, it wasn't even, wasn't even like a fancy Hyperloop or anything. Just legalize weed. That'll pay. Use those taxes. It'll pay for all of your transportation needs. There you go. I mean, our yeah. infrastructure is, you know, got to keep, uh, gotta, we got to beef up the infrastructure here. Yeah. And one more was approved. Dallas to Laredo to Houston. Which, oh. again, another hurricane-affected area that uh, yeah. we're trying to get this hyperloop into. Oil money there. They can they can tap into the oil money. That's true. Cannabis uh, oil. Somebody's going to do it. Like, I wonder who's going to be the first one to actually do the hyperloop. Because everybody's been talking about it, and they've approved stuff. But once it gets up and running, every city's going to be like, we want to be on the hyperloop. Like, it's, it's going like to be a system. It's the Simpsons with the monorail. Yeah. The monorail. Remember, everybody was trying to get monorails. Like, oh, yeah, they have a monorail. Okay, it's just a train with one track. It's it's a fancy train, yeah. It's a fancy train. Like, what's so big about that? I remember a kid going to Disney World and going on the monorail and thinking it was the greatest thing on the entire planet. Yeah. 
I'm like, then, fuck the Magic Kingdom. Let's just ride the monorail all day. Ride the monorail. And you're like, <laughs> you know, after after you get older, you're like, it's just another train. <laughs> One rail to rule them all. <laughs> yeah, I never understood. I, I know the fascination because it was hyped up. It's kind of like, hey, we got to go out and we got to get a 3D printer right away. You know, everybody was yeah. like, it was a, a hype, you know. And now nobody has monorails. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's fancy to get you from the parking lot to the park. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Or from the airport terminal to the, you know, to the gate. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. You know, we've got to do something to improve our infrastructure here in America. And hey, this could be it. It could be like a national Hyperloop system, like they have the national um, Highway, you know, interstate. Interstate yeah. system, you know, the Eisenhower thing, yeah. That would be uh, kind of cool to do. Just run these hyperloops underground and be a great, efficient way to, to transport stuff. I'm in. All right. And our last story from Ski News. Now, did you watch this yet? I did not. Ah, uh, you got to check this out. So the this was posted on, on Dig and a few other places this past week. It's elite skier Andre uh, Regetli. Reg- who is a Swiss skier, and he shows his workout setup. Now, it's, it's, it's like a whole, like, almost like a Rube Goldberg kind of, well, not exactly, but sort of uh, kind of process here. Now, so he jumps out off, like, the stairs onto, like, a ball, onto a BOSU ball, then jumps down onto another thing, onto two parallel uneven bars, trampoline. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, it was pretty Goes cool. across a balance beam. He's now he's on a mat, jumps across onto a little roller. He rolls across a platform, bounces up a trampoline, spins around, grabs onto a ladder, crawls across the ladder, slides down this little slide, balance beam, jumps onto rings, backflips onto a platform, jumps onto a ball, another ball, another ball, another ball, trampoline off the wall, parallel bars. There's a little tightrope. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool, yeah. Another trampoline, bounces off the wall, platform, backflip. It's so cool. It looks a lot of fun. Like, it looks it, really it's awesome. It's like a whole little obstacle course he set up. I did see this this week, and I I, uh, I posted to this, I think. I said, this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I think you posted on the, on Facebook, right? Yeah. You probably bust your ass on this, but it's it still would be fun. Yeah, I wonder how many takes. I wonder if he does like, a, like 10 reps of that. Oh, it's crazy. And he's like doing flips and shit. Like it's like Jedi training kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what? I've always been so like, I've always been a speed guy. I've never been like a, like a flare guy. And just the idea of flipping, like, I just, I don't know where to start. Like, I feel like I would be off kilter immediately. Like wow. I want to do something where I can learn how to flip better. Dude, jump zone, man. That's what I did in jump zone is just sit there and just do flips into the, uh, into the foam pit. It's great. I want to do like backflips. I want to know how to do this stuff. Yeah. You got to, have you been to jump zone? I have not. Dude, you got it. We got to go. It's fun as hell. You just sit there and it's a, a workout like crazy. You just sweat in buckets after, but they have like a, a ball pit. They have the foam pit where you just jump your trampoline into the pit. So you do like flips and whatever you want to do and you just land in the pit. So it's kind of cool. Um, and then they have the whole big trampoline. We're just sitting there, just jumping all over the place. It's kind of cool. Great okay, for skiing. I'm like, I'm like a chicken, so I'm afraid I'm gonna like flip and like land on my neck. Like, uh, paralyzed. Yeah, but just wanna, don't do any flips. But, but it's a lot of fun. Do, I want to do flips. I'm gonna learn how to flip. Yeah, you, you should definitely do because jump zone is pretty cheap. You go in there, and for I think 
what is it, like two hours or an hour you have in there, you just sit there and you just do flips into the into the foam pit. I just want someone to teach me how to do flips. Yeah. You, have you ever done flips off a diving board or anything? I've done like, like shitty flips, but again, I have this fear. And because of my fear, I always go like cockeyed. Like I'll go at like an angle. So I'll like flip kind of like. Oh, and you flip a little, yeah. Sideways-ish. So it's never like straight. Not straight up. Yeah. I kind of like do like a weird corkscrew thing. Ah, uh, which could be good. Use that to your no, advantage. It's terrible. <laughs> if I landed something like that was crooked too, maybe that would work out. But yeah. That's what you do in your dinner roll. That's it. Dinner roll. That's pretty much my move. That's your move. Dinner roll to a belly flop. That's you're my a dinner roll guy. You're not a you're not a triple tuck tuck guy. You're a dinner roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a speed guy. I'm not a, like I, but I want to learn how to do. I'm not going to probably do it, but I still want to know how. I want to know the dynamics of how my body would feel if I was going to just launch myself and get that kind of straight flip going on. Did you want to get ready for ski season? Jump zone. Jump zone. Jump zone a few times before you go. Just saying. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So that wraps up the old ski news for the week. I remember going to jump zone. The funniest, I saw the funniest thing. It was a little kid and his mother was there. I guess she was waiting for him and he was just running around and he was bright red and he's just sitting there like sweating bullets, bright red. I'm like, that looks so unhealthy. And the mother's like, okay, do you want to sit down? No, no, I want to go back out. Like he was ready to go back out. She's like, you got to sit here for a little. You're like red. It's crazy. <laughs> But you've never moved off the couch playing video games. You can't just go zero to a hundred. You gotta ease you into this. Yeah, but he's having so much fun. He's like, I don't want, I want to go back out. You know, it's funny. And they have dodgeball in there. So, like, if anybody's in there, they actually um, have like an open dodgeball game. So you play dodgeball on the trampolines. Oh wow, nice. So it's a lot of fun. So whoever's there is just playing. Huh? Like four D chess, kind of. Yeah, it's pretty cool with flying balls. Flying balls. Flying balls. All right, so now we're into our main topic. We are talking about ski movie trailers. So over the last couple of weeks, pretty much the majority of the big ski trailers have been released. And we've been tweeting and Facebooking out uh, ones as they've been coming along. But we decided to just kind of slop them all together. Uh, get them all onto this one episode and just kind of, you know, we'll talk about the ones we have and, uh, you know, we watched a bunch of them earlier and just go over the ones that we're most excited about this year. I know last year we, uh, we just, we did the same kind of format of an episode. And I think, um, we did watch the Tanner Hall one last year that we were like, so excited about, but it was yeah. kind of, a, I think that was a bit of a letdown. Um, and then there was the one like the, uh, the matchstick one, which was supposed to be like this post apocalyptic, you know, like epic movie and turned out to be kind of not so great. But yeah, I think this year, uh, people last are taking a different I, perspective on things, which is kind of cool. Last year I watched the the one on that was on Red Bull. I guess it was the Columbia one. I forgot the name of it, but uh, Red Bull TV had it on for free. I think the first, uh, for the first airing. It's the North then, Face one? Like Red Bull oh, the North, North Face. Face one. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and that was really cool. That was, uh, that was a good one. Um, and it was surprising. Like, I think I texted you. I was like, dude, they, they have it on now. It's like free, I guess, for the first day or something like that. So, did they go to like peaks that have like never been or have only been like gone to once? Yeah, they're using the paragliding, the, pa- the para, uh, you know, with the fan and the, uh, the parachute. Oh, and yeah. they were taking people up. It was almost like a lift. The guys were so happy because they're like, usually we have to do like a four hour hike to do runs. And they were just 
doing a ru- bombing a run and then getting taken up and dropped off on the top of the mountain like a lift. It was great. And they're in the middle of nowhere in Alaska. It was, it was pretty fun. Cool. Was pretty wild. This. All right. But, uh, so yeah, this time of year is nice. It's like the big hype. I love it. It's like Christmas right now because it's like you start well, getting you know, it's all like, the... It's like when you get your advent calendar. It's like the yes. beginning of December and you get your advent calendar and your first little thing of chocolate. That's what getting the first batch of ski trailers is like. Yeah. And then, you know, then it follows the movies and around this time, everybody's planning trips and starting to see like, am I going to do a house? Am I going to do a trip? Like, you know, what, what's the deal? So it's kind of, it's nice, you know? Yeah. All right. So, so first, what are we starting with? First up, that's the granddaddy of them all, uh, Lauren Miller. And this year, the film is called Line of Descent. And it's brought to you by the good folks of Volkswagen, of course. Yeah, this looks good. It's really good. Well, yeah, it's like a two-minute trailer, right? Most of the other ones were short. I think we were talking about that before. This one and the Rogue Elements were the really long ones. Yeah. Um, it's just cool when they show all like just just the weird different things. You know, like this one they show in addition to the trailer, they show some of the um, the ski patrol when they set up the you know the dynamite to to prevent avalanches. Yeah. They were, they were showing a little bit of that. You know how they how they do that for the operation. Um, so for this one, the locations that they go to, they're at Squaw Valley, Monashi Mountain in British Columbia, Norway, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Silverton, Colorado, New Zealand, France, Fernie, British Columbia, and Glacier Mountain, Montana, Steamboat, and Beartooth Pass. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think they had that same snowmobiling dude they had last year. Remember when we saw the premiere? They had that one guy doing all that like, crazy like snowmobile jumps and oh, stuff. Jumping and everything it was crazy, man. That was out in Montana. I think they they're doing that as well. That Wyoming, Montana um, area. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy was nuts on that thing. But I gotta yeah. say, out of all the trailers we watched, this one looked like it had the sickest drops of lines that they, that people were doing, like like really big drops. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the first one. And then the second one, which I think I think just getting goosebumps and pumped up wise is probably my favorite, was the uh, Rogue Elements by TGR. Yeah, this one looks good. They had a lot of big drops in this too. It, was, it looked like uh looked like a lot of good stuff in there. Just so the way they was... matched the music to the ski footage, to the that's where they edit things. I mean I feel like they do the best trailers because they get you the most pumped up. Yeah. At least this, for me, they do. So this one, they were in uh, British Columbia, Bolivia, Minnesota, Wyoming, uh, Mont Blanc, France, um, and Sierra Mountains in California. So they were at several places in BC and... Uh, yeah, and it looks BC. just... And Jackson uh, Hole. They were at Jackson Hole, too. Well, they always do Jackson Hole just because that's where they are. They're like at Jackson Hole, so it's kind of. There's one bit they show. They show this one dude like just launching this backflip, and you see him land, and then you just see like him crash and just skis go flying up in the air. That was awesome. Like he exploded, and they show like some dudes like mountain biking in the snow, like. Well, the guy that goes. Uh, this is the one where the guy goes next to the road. He he does a rail and lands like next to the road, and the car like spins out like next to him. Yeah, I do, yeah. Scare the shit out of somebody. All right. 
Yeah, so that's that one. That, definitely watch all these. I mean, because you'll see like which which ones catch your eye and, and get you pumped up and which you might want to see. Yeah. Um, the next one we had was uh, MSP Drop Everything. And they did a teaser to this like during the summer that I remember. And like they were advertising it's, you know, 2,190% more, you know, and then <laughs> they go on with these ridiculous claims, but in a funny way. And it looks like this one is a lot of fun. It's a little goofy and uh, really great, great photos on it. The trailer on this is four minutes, man. Yeah, it's crazy how long it is. It's yeah, like, it was like last year, MS, you know, MSP's thing was so like weird and like post-apocalyptic and, and you yeah. know, more like a, like a climate change statement. And then this year they're like, you know, we had like 37 feet of snow at Squaw. Like, yeah, fuck, let's have a little bit of fun this year. Yeah. But yeah, like they have like 90% more insightful athlete interviews, you know, like just all these like, like weird, like funny kind of claims. 100%, 100% more ripping women. <laughs> <laughs> they're like two. two. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. But yeah, that's what I mean. They did it with like a lot of humor and it looks like this looks like a fun time. Yeah, like 180% more authentic live audio. It's like, oh, I'm really sweating, bro. And I feel like I got a poo. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Like a cheesy like voiceover guy, like you know, like those yeah. like eighties uh, action movies. In a world great. where there's too much snow. <laughs> yeah. It's snow apocalypse. Yeah, it looks pretty good. So they did a, a real nice job there. So those are probably like the I think of the those are probably the big three, you know, in terms of the big uh sponsorships and you know the ones that every year put out like these big kind of epic films. Yeah, the other one I did like was Level One Habit. Did you watch that one? I did, yes. That one was pretty interesting to me. Yeah, that one was... That's where they had the snowmobiles going and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, they were kind of wacky today, like the guys with the dogs and the, the mopeds and stuff. Yeah, it looked pretty chill, kind of... Guys they were doing all, all over the place. Stuff. I mean, like, where did they go? They were in some funky places too, weren't they? Yeah. yeah that one was pretty cool. Um, there was a couple other ones that were uh, that were neat. So Tanner Hall has his this year again, um, and he's always you know sponsored by Armada Skis, and, and he's the one you know has his movies almost every year. And it's kind of he talks about like his whole like he's like this was the kind of like. You know, going back in time this past year and it's just you know, a bunch of highlights of him throughout his career and, uh and you just see like thing the shit that he skis it's just it's crazy next right? i mean not even next level just like otherworldly you know like every cliche you can think about about how amazing of a skier someone could be like that he just deserves them all there's one part at the end where he's like yeah you know this keeps me from going crazy you know from being insane he's like well maybe i'm a little bit insane and it just shows <laughs> him launching off this cliff and it looks like he was shot straight out of a cannon. Yeah. Like the amount of distance he gets off this cliff. It is absolutely insane. Yeah. It looks like super crazy, dangerous. Like I can't even get over. He's doing like nine backflips. Oh. Last year was his, was his movie the one where they did the, um, the loop to loop. Yes. The, the ramp yes. loop. That was crazy. They did the loop, and then they were up in Alaska for like 15 days. Remember, they were like snowed in. They got stuck. That was pretty wild to watch. And that was what the, the trailer showed that. And I thought it was going to be almost like a, you know, they were going to have like an, a whole hour of them kind of talking about their 
you know, pretty much surviving for 15 days and not being able to even go out and skiing because of this crazy storm they were in. But pretty much what they showed in the trailer was all they showed in the movie. And it's like, we're going to go up and do some ridiculous, yeah, there's avalanche warning skiing. Where, like, you know, it looks like these guys are going to die on every turn. Which yeah. I think a lot of flack for in the, uh, you know, the general ski media because, you know, like, you guys keep pushing this, like, you know, this level where, you know, we're going to lose people, more people, because of this, this crazy terrain we're showing. Yeah, that's crazy stuff, man. This was, like, more fun. Again, like, more fun, it seems like, than, you know, ridiculous so let's see into the mind i think that might have been the uh the one i saw last year the north face one into the mind oh let me just make sure was that it because that one they got snowed in for like a bunch of days too so they were just kind of like and they show them just sitting there freezing like nothing to do is it it crazy yeah i don't know if that was it Yeah, then there's also um, no, Numinous, that wasn't it. Um, which is from Dendrite Studios. That was a that was a pretty cool one too. Um, uh, that's with Kyle Peterson, and there's a lot of okay. Degrees North. That was the one I watched last year. Degrees North. Okay. It was North Face and Red Bull. Did that one? It was pretty good. Okay. This is this one, um, Numinous. This is all shot in British Columbia. Oh, oh, that's the that's the Whistler one, right? Well, there's the a Whistler, Whistler one, and then there's this one, which is just a British one. They shot it at Pemberton oh, okay. and um, Whistler, Chatter Creek, a couple other places. Which was the Whistler one? It, they said it's a Whistler movie, like yeah. specifically. Um, I don't think I don't want to list. Thought you did. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, Magnetic? That's the one. Oh, what's the Black Home movie? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I've seen that trailer. A great description. Full-length ski and snowboard movie coming fall 2017. There was one of the trailers, which I was like, why did they even put out a trailer? I think it was the last one, Evolution of Dreams. Yeah. And I was like, they don't really show anything. I was like, what? And it's a 20-second clip. I'm like, yeah, this is... Not making me want to run out and watch this one. That was pretty short. Yeah. Oh, something's playing. The real deal. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Um, now's the time to actually, since they have the trailer out, now they're starting to build the list of where they're showing these. Mm -hmm. So definitely go online and start checking out like TGR and Warren Miller and see where they're going to show it and the dates because uh, you got to get tickets for a lot of these and plan the, plan the days. So... I know usually we go to the Warren Miller one. Uh, gonna have to see about this year. Brian might go by himself if I'm not around. Uh, yeah, we haven't heard from our contacts this year. That's not good. They usually, um, um, they usually send. They usually just reach out to us like right as the, as they announce all the dates. Yeah, I know they announced our uh, the Morristown date. I think it's like November 14th or 15th. It's a little bit oh, later okay. than last year. In the last couple of years, it's been like. Well, last year, I remember, it was Game 7 of the World Series because it was like that 15-inning crazy game oh, yeah, that I watched on. after we got out of the movie. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so we got a couple other ones. Um, the Ski Illuminati has one called Oda. Oda. I think these are like a bunch of Norwegian dudes. Um, but it was, it was just watching the trailer. It almost has like a bit of a, I don't know, like a Jason Bourne kind of feel to it. You yeah, know, like that one. The, yeah. 
It would be like the authorities are hunting them down. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And they're like ripping it up through the streets and in the mountains. So that one was kind of cool. And then Factions has theirs called This Is Home, which uh, has some pretty epic scenes there uh, as well. So, yeah, a lot of really good ones. Um, I know, again, I know it's the easy one to say, but I think the one I'm looking forward to watching the most is that, uh, that TGR Rogue Elements. Rogue Elements, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the one I'm thinking uh, I'm most excited about. But, you know, if possible, I want to check all of them out because, you know, can't get enough of this crap. How about you? Do you have one that you're – it's your number one? I think I'm looking at um let's see. I think Line of Descent. Yeah. I really like that one. Um and maybe a few others. I'm gonna see if I can uh I can get out and watch some of these. The Tanner Hall one does look awesome again. I'm a yeah. sucker for his stuff. He's always like smoking weed in there too, which is pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, the drop everything I think looks good too. I'm thinking of that one too. Is that the MSP one? Yes. Yeah. That one does look really good. That one looks like, yeah, like funny. Kind of being lighthearted about it, which should be good. Yeah. Yeah, you know that that's what it is too. Like depending on the um on the movie, like it you know, they set a different tone. Like some of them were zen like, some of them are like more adrenaline, some of them are kinda fun. So it depends, you know, what group you go with and, and you know when you go out to watch the movie, it's kind of like, it's a nice little social thing too. I like going, you know, they usually have vendors and everybody's stoked about skiing and boarding. So they're all talking about stuff. So it's kind of, it's a neat time. It's like a fun social time, you know? Yeah. Now, depending on where you go to watch these, you have a lot of douchebag people trying to get as much free stuff as possible too. So yeah, there is that. There's that too. Yeah. But they usually give away a lot. Like I think, um, I haven't gone to the one in New York city, but supposedly, the TGR one they do in the city, they give away a ton of stuff. Like people are like, yeah, they're just giving, like handing out like lift tickets and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and they have to make the effort to get over that this this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jesse, our, our contact over at uh, Warren Miller, I'll reach out to her again and see okay. what's going on. Because yeah. we usually, you know, we'll post about it and help promote the, the movie a little bit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All about that. We will whore ourselves out for skiing. <laughs> That's right. That's what we do. Yeah, the New York one. It's November 8th for TGR. Yeah, hopefully, we can link our way over there. On November 8th. There's one in Atlanta on November 16th. That's probably the closest it's going to be for you. Atlanta. Nice. You can get your tickets for Urban Ski Weekend then, too. Ah, uh, Urban Ski Week is going to happen. <laughs> one of these years. Or one in Flagstaff, Arizona. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll post the links to all these trailers on the site. You can check them out. SkiBumPodcast.com. And if we're missing any, hit us up. SkiBumPodcast at gmail.com. Now it is time for... The Ropes. The Ropes time. Way to go. It's time to get, get going here. All right, man. So we started off. Breaking news: Antonio Cromartie, he's having another baby. Now, this is number thirty-seven. Is, yes, number 14, 14 child. So, if anybody doesn't know, uh, Antonio Cromartie, he was on Hard Knocks, uh, Hard Knocks, which is a football show. He's a football player, defensive back. He's pretty good. 
had a really decent career and um he has all these kids now oddly enough the funniest thing is he made headlines when on hard knocks on the show they were asking him about like you know can he name his kids and he actually had a little trouble naming all of his kids and as it turns out it's funny you know cue up some video because you can look it up and they actually have the part where they're asking him about that and he's like trying to remember the kids names and there's like i think like almost like five kids within two year period. So I think his first six kids or seven kids he had with like six different women. And now the the last bunch of kids that he's had has been with the same, the same woman. So it's kind of like he had a great few years. Like I got to say there was two years where he was really, he's really knocking it out of the park, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but he had a, he finally had a vasectomy like last year or the year before. And he said, that's it. You know, he had 13 kids. He's not going to have it. And apparently you can't stop this man because he's having his 14th and they're claiming it's his. So no, he's had three since the vasectomy since the, I, I think he went into the office, hung out for a little and then just left and said, yeah, I, I had the procedure done. He's lying. Like, nah, dog. Not for me. Oh, he had or, three since. Or they put him in there and the insurance company is like, yeah, we're just going to say we did it. Yeah. <laughs> they put the claim in <laughs> or the doctor put the claim in and didn't actually do it. Well, now he almost can go back and say the doctor botched my vasectomy, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's part of building up his court case against him. Yeah. It's funny. But yeah, yeah. When, the, when the Jets signed him way back, uh, they actually had to give him a $500,000 bonus so that he didn't go to jail because he had a lot of child support that he owed. And this is an NFL player that he top player that he got paid. He gets paid a decent amount of money. So yeah, but you know what? Those ain't cheap. 16 kids or 14 kids yeah kids ain't cheap man i've had one kid for three weeks now and i couldn't even <laughs> imagine like i i mean i don't know like how you even take care of of, of more than like three or four you know like how you, you just <laughs> leave them in like a like a room like lock the door and just walk away and put on noise canceling headphones like i don't know how we could even make this that, happen that's crazy how do you like just logistically how do you transport all those kids like you need a bus you literally need you like do. a minibus well, now part of this article, like, isn't it saying that they're having a reality show now too about them? You know what? I they're gonna do. They should have a reality show because it's it's very interesting. I think that's how they kind of uh, were talking about this in the one article. Um, yeah, they were showing that there's gonna be some show about them. I mean, what are they really gonna talk about? Oh wow, he's really good at you know making babies. Making babies. There's a picture too of like his wife or girlfriend or I guess his wife now, right? Yeah, yeah. pretending to be like squatting and spitting at a baby, and he's got his hands like underneath her. Like, he's dressed as a ref. It's pretty funny. Ref. It's cute. I mean, it's, you know, it's something. I tell you what, a family that big, though, like it's it's not like you have a lot of. I guess you have your moments of one on one time, but you're managing like a group. You know what I mean? Like you're a group manager at that point. It's crazy. It's like a company, pretty much, yeah. that you can never get away from, that you can never take vacation from. You know. I have a friend that had three kids and he said his belief was um, to have a, a, you really know that you're a parent when you, when your kids outnumber you. Cause you know, the one-on-one -on -one is one thing, but once, once you get outnumbered, now you got to really employ a lot different skills. And I, I thought about that. I was like, that's an interesting concept. You know, you're going from man on man to zone. You go on a zone. A big change. All zone. All zone. Hey, and Cromarty, he's a, he's a, a zone guy. He's a, a DB. He knows how to play zone. Teen kids, so they have six together. Now, yeah, it's funny too how <laughs> I was um, 
it talks about how he's had three since his alleged vasectomy. Alleged. And is it possible that his wife is just banging other dudes? And it's like, oh, baby, it's yours. Your, your, your sperms are the best. I, you got to wonder, like, is he going to get it checked after the first kid, after the vasectomy? Don't you go back and say, can you check out, like, did it not catch? Like, did they not do the vasectomy right? Or what's going on? You know? Like, Seriously, right? I just, and then you have the second one. It's like, okay, you definitely got to get checked out. Now you got the third. It's like, what? <laughs> it's crazy, man. And he's only 31. So think about that. He's shooting out kids, man, like in his There's 20s. There's no way he's done. There's no way he's done. He's got at least another five, five, five in, the, in the back pocket. And how many do we not know about? There's got to be at least a couple more. That's, 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 yeah. That one weekend in Jacksonville, you know, like shit got crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I think his wife needs to go get her tubes tied or something. It, if his... If if a vasectomy won't even stop this guy, like I don't know, like maybe she's got to do something. Maybe they're like the perfect storm of fertility, you know? Like she's super fertile, he's super fertile. They're just like, oh my god. Well, Vice I think tweeted out or they wrote something like, you can't like if the world uh, needed to be repopulated, you'd need Antonio Cromartie, and he would just shoot out a bunch of kids, man. Why isn't that like an Adult Swim cartoon, like some sort of like animated show of like Antonio Camari like populating planets, <laughs> populating <laughs> like going planet. to different planets and like helping repopulate them? You got a problem getting healthy kids? Antonio Camari can help. He's like a You're superhero. Like, Yo, dog, I had you out of dodos. I can help you out with that. <laughs> I can help you out. <laughs> We're making dodos today. <laughs> <laughs> and anything on the uh, endangered species, just mix a little bit of his stuff in there with the thing. It's like for good luck or just something. Commodify the sperm of different species. <laughs> Commodify it. I wonder if he walks into a room if if people almost get pregnant. Probably. <laughs> you have lunch with Antonio Cromartie? Well, girl, you better get checked out because you might you're, be pregnant. You're at a concert and he actually rubs his dick on you. Like, oh, I'm pregnant. Damn it. I'm pregnant. Damn it. <laughs> uh, that's funny shit. So congratulations to the Cromartie family on welcoming their sixth child and his 14th. I think it's great. It's just... Uh, to have that many kids is uh, it's good to see they're taking care of them. You know, at least it's nice. Dude, I again three weeks in, I could not even imagine that. I just all the diapers and the scream. Can you imagine that house? Oh There's got to be not a moment of peace in that house. I mean, you really would need to, you would need to hire a staff of people to help take care of those kids. Oh yeah, and of course he obviously doesn't have the money anymore because he's not playing and he needed that money just for child support. Yeah, I. Yeah. Well, that's where you go to a reality show. Perfect. Bring in the sponsors. All right. So in the opposite story of the Cromartis and their new baby, man dies at Burning Man Arts and Music Festival after running into flames. Wow. So I'm doubting this gentleman probably procreated too often. But again, very sad story. So this guy I wonder ran... if there were hallucinogens involved. I'm just saying. Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> the story is, so the guy ran past layers of security officers into a massive fire at the Burning Man Festival's signature ceremony, suffering burns that left him dead just hours later. Jeez. Authorities are investigating the death of Aaron Joel Mitchell, 41, old enough to know better, who broke through a two-layer security perimeter during the Man Burn event in which a giant wooden effigy is set ablaze. Um... There was an estimated crowd of about 50,000 people who were present. Um, firefighters pulled the guy out of the blaze. He was airlifted to UC Davis Hospital Burn Center, where he died Sunday morning. The sheriff said doctors confirmed Mitchell wasn't under the influence of alcohol, but 
A toxicology uh -oh. report is pending. Oof. Yeah. Damn. They said he got through two layers of security. That's crazy, man. Yeah. They had it locked down pretty pretty tightly from what they're saying. They actually have a picture of him in there. It's crazy. Yeah, he um, he's from Oklahoma, but was living in Switzerland with his wife. Huh. Uh, they said that the attempts to rescue him were hampered because part of the structure was falling as they were trying to get him out. Yeah, I'd be even worse to like lose people trying to rescue this guy. You shouldn't know. You go, all right, he ran. It's not like he fell into it, you know, or was pushed into it. He actually ran into it. He's the real Burning Man. He, he is the true Burning Man. He is the running man <laughs> slash Burning Man. Slash Burning Man. Hey, you know, to evade two layers of security, that's pretty good. He probably has some moves, you know? Well, Antonio Cromartie wasn't guarding him. He was guarding him. He would have popped He would have been pregnant, and he would have stayed out of the fire. See, now, I got to believe Cromartie, like, he's got, like, all those kids. Like, he's good at, like, you know, wrangling them up. He's got to. He's got to. No one's getting past him. No one's getting past. Not some 41-year-old white guy with a freaking ponytail, that's for sure. Oh, crazy, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's sad. It's stupid. It's just a... It's just so bizarre. Kind of a, yeah, it's a very strange story. <clears throat> All right, so they usually don't do that at Burning Man, right? <laughs> well, they always burn the man, but the man doesn't usually go and run into the fire and burn. You know, somebody's there for the first time, but like, does this shit happen every year? <laughs> like, no, no, this is very rare. Like, how do they pick who, gets, who runs into the fire? <laughs> yeah, no, this isn't part of the show. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Well, it's sad. Sad to see. All right, anyway, moving on. I was saying it's still pending, too. So still toxicology. Pending. Yeah, I don't think they really need to run that report to say that something was up. Yeah. But anyway. All right, in a nice little story that Brian dug up because uh, I have my Alexa. Oh, she's not responding right now. That's good. Uh, there's a design flaw that she's makes... She's being briefed by the NSA right now. That's fine. <laughs> That's right. That makes uh, uh, Alexa and Siri easy to hack. So, of course, Chinese researchers, because they're trying to look at, like, ways to infiltrate the U.S. That's my <laughs> paranoia. Um, they discovered a vulnerability in voice assistants, and all of them, Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, basically everything, um, that they're using a, a technique called a dolphin attack, which is using uh, vocal commands on ultrasonic frequencies that are too high for the human ear to hear. So what happens is those microphones still pick up that whole range of, of sounds. So they can actually project a sound at it and tell it to do certain things, which is, which is kind of cool if you think about it. Like, but it's kind of, I guess it, it creepy. allows this creepy vulnerability hack. So, but um, I guess you'd have to be within range of it to be able to do anything to it anyway. You know, you could have, I think they have apps where you could actually uh, transmit the, the signal, you know, that, that, frequency yeah uh, but it's pretty interesting i guess that's why every once in a while i'm sitting there and i see the alexa just like turn on looking for like something so maybe there's ultrasonic sounds that they're hearing or something it's I don't just know. the government listening it's the government i think of course. so right. see what sort of assets they can forfeit your eyes from you yeah and if you think about it that thing is always listening so if somebody hacks into it they could just listen to you all the time so it was one reason I kind of almost didn't get it. But now that I have it, I'm like, eh, whatever. They can listen to some stuff. Uh, I don't really have yeah. an interesting life. So. Don't you say that. <laughs> don't you say that. I don't have an interesting life in the area where I have this, you know. It's not like in the bedroom where the magic happens. You should you know? in the bathroom. Bathroom. Just, just like 
You take a dump. 20 hours of me taking a dump. How about that? <laughs> You're better in slow motion. Take that, NSA. Yeah. <laughs> Up your butt, Joe Boo. Up your butt, Joe. That's funny. All right. Next up, vegetarians twice as likely to be depressed. Damn. Yes. Vegetarians, you're twice as likely to be depressed. Now, as you can tell, Mario and I, both very happy and chipper fellas. You know why? We're some meat-eating motherfuckers. That's why. That's right. Give me a, give me a steak or a brisket. Mm, I like my brisket. So here's the uh, information. This was on um, Mercola.com. And uh, it says your diet plays an intricate role in your mood. While excess sugar has been linked to depression, certain foods like dark leafy greens, mushrooms, and turmeric are linked to positive emotions. In the longer term, what you eat or don't eat may also affect your mood by altering your body's levels of certain vitamins, minerals, and fatty acids involved in brain health and mood. While many people choose to eat a vegetarian or vegan diet for health reasons, this is an important factor to consider. As research suggests, doing so may be associated with depression. In fact, a study of 9,700 vegetarians, including a small number of vegan men, vegetarians were nearly twice as likely to suffer from depression as meat eaters, even after adjusting for variables like job status, family history, and number of children. The study couldn't show causation, but it did have a number of theories for why the association may exist. Huh. And uh, one of the big you know, uh, conclusions was that vegetarians tend to have lower intakes of omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin B12, and folate. And then the article kind of goes into, you know, what those things um, cause and or what they, you know, having those helps. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it's it's a pretty long article and it's it's pretty interesting. And again, you know, there's, this doesn't seem like it's really, agenda based anyway it's like it's a freaking steak they're not selling like steaks or anything uh, yeah, right. it's by you know it's collected by a doctor and um just from my personal experience my sister was like a vegan a vegan vegan tell us a vegan a vegan like vegetarian for you know probably the last like 10 or 15 years and in the last year or so she started eating fish and chicken again and she has actually been significantly happier without changing much else in her life. Nice. So again, you know, it's it's one example. It's not really you can't create a whole you know movement on that. But I don't know. Everyone I've talked to who has been a vegetarian has has seemed to be a little <clears throat> less happy than the meat eating folks that I know. Yeah, like it's funny. People that have been veg vegan for a long time, I actually know a few of them that have gone and have meat once in a while just to kind of because you know while while they say i don't know a, a lot of times it's more of a of an animal rights thing where they mm -hmm. say i'm not going to eat meat um I where, that, you know. yeah uh and of course nobody wants that you know mistreat animals or anything like that even if you're going to eat them but uh they uh they were more of a it wasn't so much animal rights it was just you know a, a life decision they made and uh they actually said like it just kind of made him feel freer to eat the meat and just you know at least have options i mean of course eating meat all the time is not good either you know so it's, you gotta you gotta mix things up i think you gotta balance it it's good yeah, to the, art, the article mentions it too that you know even if you're not if you're a vegetarian but not vegan and you do eat raw butter and eggs you can get a lot of really healthy nutrients just from those and you're not harming any animals by eating those right right 
yeah so it's good to you know i guess take a different different track on it i know a ton of people that have seen that what the health movie uh are all like oh i'm not eating meat and you know of course like i mentioned my buddy is telling me this while we're eating taco bell and i'm like yeah this is not a fun this is like the the total opposite of what you should be talking Pretty about right with irony if you will yeah, exactly yeah it was just uh but yeah you know people get on fads and and i think some people jump on the vegan bandwagon before they actually think it through because they're they don't necessarily want to be vegan they just see a movie and they're like oh yeah i'm not eating meat uh, okay great that'll Most, last for two months and you know yeah of, of all the guys that i know who are vegans or vegetarians it's because of a girl <laughs> oh see it is not personal choice it is really? well you know she's really great and she has nine cats and she says i should be a vegan if i want to get a piece of that so i am wow that's and they get depressed and they eat too much soy and they get man boobs and they get depressed and then they break up and then so it's working on eating steaks and it's happier dates a much hotter much normal girl and everything's fine happily ever after Ooh, it's problem solved Great. I mean, I think it's uh, more, it's better almost to just, uh, like, I like the idea of, like, I stay away from meat, like, uh, maybe like one day a week, just to kind of go without, you know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. it's not bad to, to do the fasting and cleansing and stuff, too. I don't know what to eat if I don't eat meat. That's the problem. Like, I'm oh, like, really? like, should I eat potato chips? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, chicken. that's not meat, right? <laughs> even like, yeah, right. Even like even like a salad, like oh okay, I'll have a salad. Like I gotta put some meat on top of it because otherwise it's just a bunch of fucking green grass. Yeah, you do chickpeas, you can do tofu, uh, just stuff you could put. I mean, I do like hey, I'll I'll you know definitely if I don't have meat, I'll definitely like eggs during the day because it's a eggs are good. Need yeah. that protein. Mm -hmm. and eggs are like an easy meal too. Like you, oh, to make so eggs, you just boom, make make up some eggs and you're you're good. Yeah. But all right, so speaking of eggs. To... Speaking of eggs, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, next up, if, if you're in the New York metro area um, or if you're a big sports fan, you've probably heard um, uh, Craig Carton uh, of the Boomer and Carton show is uh, he got arrested for running a Ponzi scheme. Now, this is a guy who's who's on WFAN. He's on a morning show with Boomer Esiason, who's an ex-quarterback. And um you know, it's a funny show. They they cover a lot of sports and, you know, a little bit of variety. But um, he gets, you know, all of a sudden, like, the way everything broke was weird. He he didn't show up to the show one day. And then even while Boomer was on the show, he found out mid-show that, that Carton was arrested for running a Ponzi scheme. Now, you think, like, is he a financial trader? No. He was taking money uh, from other people that were investing in his uh, ticket business. I guess it was an online ticket business. And uh, he was taking that money to pay back gambling debt that he had. Um, so he had, I think they say close to $6 million of gambling debt. And Jesus. He, he sucks at gambling. I'm like, holy crap. Like, who would have ever known? Like, here's a guy that's an announcer, you know, on, on the radio. Like, here he has this, this, I guess, other life where he's got, like, this mounting gambling debt. And he sets up this Ponzi scheme where he's taking money from this, you know, this business they they set up. So... It's uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, everybody around them was kind of shocked. I guess they're saying they didn't know. Uh, there had to be some of it new, but uh, yeah, he was like trying to pay back like all these people, you know, all these uh, all these debt collectors that he was, uh, you know, borrowed money from. So he's facing forty-five years in jail if convicted. Wow, Jesus! So 
And of course, after the whole Bernie Madoff thing, like Ponzi is like, you know, it's a big trigger for like everybody to run in and prosecute. So um, it's kind of crazy. Like is, this came out of left field out of nowhere. And uh, it's funny. I was telling Brian, we were talking before and it's like um, now if you look at articles, people are coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, he's an asshole. He's a cancer. Like, you know, I'm glad he's out of the show and, and he's he's he's, you know, out of the WFAN like environment. Um, and it's funny. It's like, if you thought that about the guy, why was he still on the radio? Like, it's just yeah, kind of right. crazy. Wasn't there rumors too of like, uh, Chris Christie taking over or joining that radio show at some point? Yeah. I think he was on as a guest a few times, but I think the last time he was on because they had the whole government shutdown and everything, he got a lot of callers that were just like making fun of him and just didn't like him. So <laughs> Good. I, think, I think they were thinking otherwise. So now it's just going to be like, uh, I think the morning show with Boomer or something like that. Yeah, the morning show with Boomer. So why don't they get Cromartie on there? God knows he needs some more money. Oh, Boomer and Antonio, Boomer and Cromartie, and the fourteen kids. Boomer and Cromie. Boomer and Cromie. Boomer that, and Cromo or something. Yeah. That would be actually really good. He could use the money. He's probably got a. He probably needs to bring a few kids into work because of daycare or something. Yeah, he does that daycare program here. <laughs> yeah, daycare because I'm going to bring about six kids with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. So right. yeah, so that that was crazy. It's a crazy story. It is a crazy story, yeah. All right, we got years, man. Damn, not worth it. All right, we got one more story this week. So I'm sure most people are aware of the Equifax hack that happened that was recently disclosed. Um, over 140 million um, American adults' cr- uh, credit and uh, social security information was hacked and. Oh, perhaps crazy. compromised um, and people are wondering what to do. And I, I'm not an expert. We are by no means experts. Uh, or I'm sure there's, there may be better ways of doing this, but I did find some pretty good information on, on what you can do to help yourself. And granted, this was found with Reddit. Well, we were talking with this hack. There's like, there were, now they're investigating. I think they just fired a bunch of people and some of the people that they fired actually made trades like before they released the information. Like a month had, before they knew about it. They knew about they this stock. Yeah. And they knew about this back in, I think it was June, right? Yeah. At least a month before. So a month before, and then they waited like two months to even disclose to everybody that, Oh yeah, by the way, you know, your stuff was, was hacked. I mean, it's crazy. It's fucked up. And then I saw another thing today and I'm not sure if this is just like internet trolling or Photoshopping, but they were showing the LinkedIn profile of the chief security officer of um, Equifax. Equifax, yeah. And it said she had an MS or like a, her BA, no, what is it? What degree? A bachelor's, a BA in like music theory and like a master's in music theory. Jeez. Shouldn't you have it in computer science and like some sort of computer security to be the head of this organization? Yeah, I don't crazy. know if it's like a made up, if someone photoshopped it or whatever, but you know, it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility, that's for sure. Yeah. It's... So a lot of shady stuff's going down. And so this article, this is actually on uh, the uh, YSK section of Reddit, the, uh, the subreddit that you should know. And it, it kind of goes over and pretty much says that any American adult who's had a credit card or applied for any sort of loan has been compromised. Um, and it says what you should kind of go through. And the one big thing is, is don't panic because nothing's really probably going to go down for at least 90 days. Um, but what you should do is uh, you go to annualcreditreport.com. This isn't like the Credit Karma and all those bullshit companies. 
this is the one that the government has mandated that you get a free one. It doesn't affect your credit in any way. Right. So you go to this website and then you can get your, um, your free copy of all three of, you know, from all three credit agencies, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. I've done this for me and my wife. I've only gone through two of the three. TransUnion has been, uh, their servers are down. They must have been just gotten bombarded the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, but you can just kind of, you know, put your information and keep going on there. Get your credit report. And it says the next thing you should do is freeze your credit. So you have to call each of these um, credit reporting agencies. There's like an automated system. You can just, you know, you don't have to talk to a person. You kind of just go in um, and put in your uh, information and you get a PIN number so you can freeze it. So they just can't just randomly check your credit. Oh, so um, if you want to apply for like a loan, you would have to unfreeze it before you apply? Exactly, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That's pretty cool. So it's a little complicated, but um, it, if it, it, I mean, it's way more important than having your identity stolen. I mean, it's, you, you know, just have to do that with the big three, right? Uh, Equifax, yeah. TransUnion, and what's the other one? Experian. Experian. All right, that's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, so there's there's a whole kind of you know, thread in the subreddit that kind of talked about it, but those are like the big steps. So we'll include this in the show notes as well. We'll link to the subreddit, and um, hopefully, you know, we, everyone, all the listeners, can kind of you know, do whatever they can to protect themselves. Because, you know, identity theft is just, it's a fucking nightmare. I know somebody had their identity stolen and they said they went, I think it said it lasted like six years. They almost lost their house. Uh, Somebody actually bought a house using their information, like out Mm -hmm. West. It was some, somebody that was an illegal immigrant, uh, I guess got a hold or bought his information and just opened, got a loan for a house and stole his identity. It's crazy. It's fucked up. So yeah, anything you can do to prevent that from happening to you, um, do what you can now up front. And uh, yeah, again, it's a little bit more complicated to unfreeze it if you have to get a car loan or a mortgage or whatever. But the uh, the amount of hassle is minute compared to the hassle um, if you have your credit or your uh, identity stolen. So we'll put this there in the show notes. You can check it out and hopefully it'll uh, help you, you folks out. Cool. Oh, what they're saying to unfreeze. They're saying it's going to cost about 30 bucks to unfreeze all three. But I guess it's worth the hassle because like you said, I mean, you know, when you're going to apply for a loan, so just unfreeze it then, you know? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Definitely crazy, but do what you can do now. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. Do what you can. Exactly. Yeah. I have a, and if you have any monitoring, like uh, some jobs offer, I think I pay like five bucks a month for through work. And it's like I get this ID watchdog, so they actually let me know uh, if any credit stuff comes up. I get like an alert, so it's kind of cool. You could do services like that. Um, but they actually are monitoring the dark web now. So if my yeah. information is on the dark web, they like huh. an alert. And I'm like, I, I don't really know what are you what you're talking about, but yeah, it's crazy. Nice. All right, so I guess that, that wraps it up for the week. That's it. Yeah. Have a good week and uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Sounds good. Thank you guys for checking it out. Uh, check out all our information, skibumpodcast.com. You know, all the socials, twitter.com slash skibumpodcast, facebook.com slash skibumpodcast, instagram.com slash skibumpodcast. We are on Pinterest as the highfalutin SoundCloud. We are highfalutin dash skibums. And if you want to hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. And we will check you guys out next week. Say hi, stay gluten. See you.